Hello there. Welcome to BL Portfolio Podcast coming from Business Line's in-house research team. At BL Research Bureau, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance and other financial products as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. I am Kumar Shankar Roy, Senior Assistant Editor. A few months back, one of the veteran bankers of Indian banking industry declared that the Indian banking industry is in the best shape in the last 50 years with regards to asset quality and capital adequacy. But the stock market is barely reflecting that optimism. The Bank Nifty Index has corrected by 12% in the last six months and on a one-year basis, it trades almost flat on a one-year basis, which means that if you had invested one year back and you were looking at returns today, there's hardly any gain. In comparison, the Nifty has shed over 10% in the six months while yearly returns are still in the green, up about 5-6%. This underperformance in bank stocks is worrying a lot of people. Although there is some amount of literature there which tells us that this correction in bank stocks or the lethargy in bank stocks is not just India specific. Even in the US and China where bank stocks are the index heavyweights, they are witnessing a similar price action. To talk more on this, we have our banking expert, Hamsini Kartik, Senior Assistant Editor. Hi Hamsini. Hi Kumar. Hamsini, I'd first like to start off on this banking uh, stock podcast that we want to talk about. Now, Mm -hmm. you have really studied this sector for a long time. We have seen in the past, there's been immense amount of loan growth that has been happening, especially in the retail side of banks, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what's happening in the market? Are people thinking that loan growth is not going to be that good anymore? And is that a reason why bank stocks are not moving up by that much? Right. Let's start off with where our premise is coming from. Mm. Uh, Today, if you look at the Nifty, 30% or a little more than 30% of the index is Mm. constituted by bank stocks. Correct. So by default, the assumption is that if the index recovers and banks will play a very important role in the index recovery and people are therefore uh, continuing to remain extremely bullish or have taken fresh bullish positions in the bank stocks. Okay. But here we have a slightly different uh, opinion. You can call it even contrarian. Hmm. We believe that a large part of the growth drivers, hmm. as you mentioned, loan growth or asset quality improvement points, hmm. which we will discuss subsequently, hmm. have uh, the best part of all those aspects are now very well priced into the valuations. Okay. Um, if any, the downside risk to valuations is a little higher compared to upside potential. And that is the premise that we would be discussing in this podcast today. Hmm. Now to touch upon loan growth, you rightly said much of the loan growth in the past couple of years is being hmm. propelled by retail loans. Corporate okay. has been flat for possibly four years now straight. There were signs of green shoot in the recent times, but we need to see how much of it really holds up. Okay. The concerning part about retail is that your home loans or the secured portfolio is not growing so much. Hmm. They are a bit of a laggard. It's around 7% growth. Okay. Whereas my unsecured portfolios like uh, credit cards, personal loans and other uh, contingency loans and so on, hmm. those loans are growing three times faster. Their base may be smaller compared to home loans, no doubt. Hmm. But the growth rate is three times faster compared to the home loans. Which means that today banks are, for the sake of growth, you can say in raw terms, are more comfortable growing their unsecured portfolio 
rather than finding opportunities in the uh, housing market the housing market is also a little more heated than what it was 2 years back mm-hmm. uh, there has been a huge price war that has happened and private banks have not found it too viable to you know compete with public sector banks on this front and they've been happy to let go of some opportunities in the hl portfolio okay uh, now as where we see today we are at the cusp of an interest rate reversal hmm, and true. this time the reversal is going to be upwards reversal not downwards yes uh, the downward reversal cycle is we're done with it Mm-hmm. right and there is inflation standing at 15% it's threatening to only look up from here on yeah true uh, as a customer the question you would be asking yourself is do you want to buy an asset at such inflationary rates and at such high rate of interest true. right mm-hmm. so which is why we're taking a call here that loan growth will come under pressure mm. retail has been the saving grace up until now but we're not too sure whether the retail will continue to really hold up Okay. Uh, and mind you for the banking sector it's all about growth mm. your economy grows 1x your banks have the potential to grow 1.1 or 1.2x mm-hmm. that is why we bet on the bank stocks now my economy itself is going to slow down and there is a potent case getting built around a larger slowdown for bank growth and that is why we we believe that the fast paced growth of mm. banks that we have been seeing okay yes. so the yes. best days of the banking loan growth are kind of over at least for in this period is it yes i would think so kumar i would okay. concur with you yeah. okay so amsini another area which has often been in focus for banking stock investors is this asset quality area right but mm. truthfully the asset quality is one area where investors have at very little to complain about for indian yes. stocks right but yes. so is asset quality a worry number one and number 2 if asset quality is not a worry is there any case for limited runway for asset quality improvement are asset quality metrics already at an elevated level that people think that it can't get better than this your thoughts yes. on this sure so kumar to answer your first question is asset quality of the indian banking system at a very good level as you started your podcast uh, the uh, premise is that the quality of banks in terms of loan book is much better compared to where we were in possibly the times that anybody can really recall okay. and this has come directly from somebody like a kamath so it holds right a lot of credibility hmm. right but the question is that or rather the point is that the re-rating of stocks that we saw especially take a case like icici or uh, a kotak or something even like an indusind and all that Hmm. um in the sense will be more a, a recent re-rating not from the lows hmm. but the thing here is that a large part of the asset quality concerns are already baked in and the positives from asset quality hmm. that is also baked in which means that when my gnpls were 4% and now they've come to 2% just hmm. for example hmm. the runway that we had on 200 basis points and it's reflecting benefits to the pnl hmm. and balance sheet they're all captured now okay Therefore, the question going forward is how much room do we have for stocks to re-rate because asset quality is getting better year on hmm. the answer to that is simple and it's very limited okay 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 uh, uh, there are two components to i am saying it's very limited one and the more important thing is that at the levels that we are in remember december 2015 asset quality review that indian banks faced hmm. uh, which led to the entire clean up process or which was a very instrumental point in the clean up process of true, true, the banking very true. system hmm. so 
compared to the NPL levels that were in the run-up December 15's uh, AQR, hmm. the GNPL levels or the NPL levels and net NPL levels hmm. both are at a much favorable base okay. than where we were in 2015, hmm. right? Which means that the entire corporate pain has been very well factored for. Okay. Okay. The other way to counter check what I'm saying is the provision coverage ratio. Mm-hmm. When banks started providing for these dud loans and all, we mm-hmm. started at a base of 40% and so on. Okay. Public sector banks were worse at 35%. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Today, public sector banks are somewhere in the threshold of 75 to 80%. A case like an IDBI, you'll be surprised, mm-hmm. has a near 100% PCR. Oh. It's working at 98%, which means what all of the bad loans in the mm-hmm. corporate portfolio mm-hmm. have been provided for, written off, taken care of. Okay. Right? Okay. When such a cleanup has happened, there's not that more juice left to squeeze out of the factor called asset quality anymore. Oh. Right? We're pretty okay. much done with it. Okay. Okay. Let's look at this second aspect what I'm trying to tell here. Hmm. There are two parts to a loan book, hmm. corporate side and the retail side. Hmm. Now the corporate side is very well taken care of. What hmm. about retail? Hmm. I don't want to suggest that retail is the next bomb waiting to tick. Mm, That's mm. not my intention. Yeah, yeah. But then we have to be very careful. Mm. I'm saying this because 70 to 80 percent of the loans that were restructured during the pandemic mm. come from the retail basket, right? Okay, okay. And not at a very alarming pace, but quarter after quarter, we are seeing banks take a higher write-offs on these retail loans, a higher delinquency levels on these restructured loans. Oh, okay. So, how well these people will really behave in a high inflationary scenario, these are all monitorables. Okay. One could argue that for well-run banks like a HDFC or a Kotak, etc., hmm. my restructured book is just about a percent or a little over a percent, so should you really care so much? Hmm. But let's recall our memory back to what happened at ILFS, hmm. right? Yes. Investment Bank had a 2,000 to 3,000 crore exposure to ILFS. That mm. was 1% of the book, mm. 1 to 1.5% of the book back then. And that was what caused the stock to plummet from 1,200 levels to, to 300 levels. Mm. Yes. Right? So when everything is so much priced to perfection, which I believe bank stocks currently are, mm. any small miss can affect your valuations, your balance sheet, your financials, and more importantly, the underlying trust that people have on bank stocks at this juncture. Okay. Okay. This brings me to the third point. Because you're saying that there are risks to loan growth and mm. also the runway for asset quality improvement is not as great as it was. So mm. does this all mean that the core profitability of bank stocks are under pressure or will be under pressure? We'll have to really wait and watch for that. Uh, basis what we have seen as numbers in the last four to six quarters, if mm. we were to extrapolate it, mm. your net interest income, NII hasn't grown so much. Okay. okay. NII mm. growth in comparison to loan growth mm. has been relatively flat. Okay. So there are two banks which are a bit of an exception to this, ICICI and IDFC first. Okay. We'll come to these two specific names a little later. Mm. But as a industry, if you take our top, 10 banks excluding these two names if you take Mm. loan growth is at the ballpark of over 12 percent NIA growth lags at 10 percent okay which means much of the profit improvement Mm. and 
profitability has been juiced out of these cost savings. Okay. And by cost savings, I also include provisioning cost, which ends up becoming the most material cost for a bank. Bank. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, so because of these cost saving tools that were deployed hmm. uh, quarter after quarter, banks have seen a phenomenal expansion in profit. Hmm. Now the theses that we are taking are the standard. There is not so much leeway left for these cost benefits to accrue. Okay. Right. Provisioning costs have pretty much gone back and they've normalized, mm. reasonably normalized. Uh, from these levels, is there scope for it to normalize further? I would really doubt. Okay. So, because of these advantages, I don't see the PNL expansion happening. Now, the focus will shift to NIA expansion. Okay. Like we started in the beginning, NIA expansion is a function of loan growth. Hmm. We are assuming a tepid loan growth scenario. Yes, correct. correct. Right? Hmm. So, your NIA expansion is also going to be tepid. It has been tepid over the last so many quarters. Okay. Again, I'm taking a slightly bearish view on this. So, I believe that the levers to better profit growth and improved profitability at this juncture looks a little depressed. Okay, okay. This brings me to one very interesting portion because we talk to investors and often they kind of refer bank stocks as a homogeneous entity. But in your assessment, should investors look at bank stocks as a homogeneous entity or they should drill deeper and kind of look at the large banks in a different way, the mid-sized banks in a different way? And are there intricacies involved which they have to probably have a nuanced understanding about when they are investing in bank stocks henceforth? Yes. Yes. To answer that question, let me just say it all depends on how much risk you're willing to take and what is your return expectations from bank stocks. Mm -hmm. Like like we mentioned at the uh, start, mm -hmm. bank stocks, we are believing, would not outperform the market. Mm -hmm. They would generate market returns. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it is definitely a segment of uh, stocks you need to have in your portfolio. You can't ignore a segment which is 30% of an index. It's a little foolhardy to do that. Right? Mm -hmm. But now, how do you pick and choose bank stocks? True. If we are working around, let's let's basket them into three categories, right? Mm. Mid-cap private stocks, large-cap private bank stocks, and mm. PSU bank stocks. Okay. We deal with the PSU bank stocks first because it's a easy mm. space. SBI and Bank of Baroda, everybody is really lapping them up a lot. Mm. Especially Bank of Baroda, it's seen as the second SBI in the making. Mm. People are somewhere trying to understand what the bank is going through in terms of a transition. And it may not perform as good as SBI in terms of consistent earnings, mm. but it does do well. So we shouldn't ignore POB, although we may or may not have it necessarily in our portfolio. It's a stock to watch out for. Okay. Now, taking a call on SBI is like taking a call on economy. Mm. And after all, it holds about a fourth of the banking system. Mm. Yes. Go for it. It's recovered very smartly from its lows. But I believe at a valuation of 1.1, there's a lot of juice left in SBI. SBI. Okay. Baki bank stocks, if you want to look at, it's at your own risk. Okay. Brave hearts. Okay. Right. Some of them have started doing well, but be very careful as to what you want to pick and choose in the segment, hmm. and be very prepared to come up the volatility in these stocks, right? Because these hmm. stocks hmm. they do tend to be a little news driven. Okay. So as you expect, large are on POB, others are at your own risk. Now let's come to the large cap private banks. Hmm. Large cap private banks, although they are priced at a point where the room for error, the margin for error is very limited, 
these people are a little wise hmm. they're not going to grow their business for the sake of growing their business and compromising their asset quality or profitability okay. right okay so they are a very mature lot hmm. and therefore the trust that one should have in these names can be a little high at this juncture especially given how names like icici to some extent i would give axis also credit in mm. terms of coming out of the bad asset quality phase mm. axis is a little slow in terms of growing its book people are calling it a confused bank mm. perhaps rightly so but icici has really come out of the winner in this whole asset quality game so large stocks like icici axis hdfc despite hdfc's merger pending with hdfc limited hold them okay mm-hmm. in fact whenever there's a possibility of market opportunity to buy at dips they may not be bad options at all because they're almost economy reflecting okay right okay the tricky part are these mid cap stocks mm-hmm. uh, take a name like idfc first okay mm-hmm. idfc first has a nim close to 6% okay as somebody who's seen this sector for a while that number just throws me into the water mm-hmm. it may just be a one off they they may manage to repeat it for a couple of more years we don't know yet mm. but the lessons of the past is that any bank which has had a very phenomenal growth which has outperformed the market by a huge volume mm. please be cautious it's time to have your blinkers on and look at those stocks so from that perspective names like an idfc or uh, rbl used to fit into that category but it's mm. not there anymore but still i would be a little wary about rbl because we're not convinced yet that the bank is out of asset quality concerns among the mid cap stocks federal on valuations basis and in terms of relative maturity basis hmm. appeals better compared okay. to these names okay. so mid caps again it really is a function of what your return profile expectation is number 1 and what is your risk appetite if you're willing to stomach those intermittent okay. uh, uh, losses then fine hmm. So listeners I hope you learned some important lessons that you can probably deploy when it comes to investing in banking stocks going forward and that's it from us this week stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at BL portfolio read us in print on Sundays and online at the hindubusinessline.com/portfolio do share our podcasts in your circles if you find them useful thank you